0: Welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild podcast. Before we get into the episode proper, I do have one question for you, Paul. Yes, mate. What the hell? Uh what I do? I'm sorry. I I asked for a fun little chiptuney jingle to start our show and you produced some badass electronic cyberpunk fight song. <laughs> Thank you, mate. No, I really appreciate
1: uh, the the positive feedback you gave me. Yeah, I I told myself like, all right, just spend you know twenty, thirty minutes on it. No big deal. And I can't, I can't do. That. I got all obsessive and OCD, and yeah,
0: yeah. But the the problem with that is that you, you've heard this podcast before. You know what <laughs> I sound like and the tone at which I deliver this show. I have to follow up that theme with my voice and i'm not i'm frankly not entirely sure if my voice is up to the task
1: well, i want you to feel like a like a pro wrestler coming coming into the ring you know some sort of monster truck rally sunday sunday sunday
0: <laughs> which i get but what part of any of the however many episodes we've done so far has my voice ever said this is what a pro wrestler should be like in a podcast <laughs> Anyways, it's an awesome, it's an awesome song. Uh, I I do love it. Um, It's, hopefully, I'll be able to live up to it. Uh, For those of you who are just tuning in and haven't uh, really been keeping up on the previous episodes, Paul is a musician. His musical project, The Volume Remote, has provided our theme song in the past, and this is a completely original work that he produced specifically for the show, and it's pretty awesome. So, hopefully this show can capture some, can have some of that rub off onto me at least. So if you'd like to tell them about your musical project and where to find your music, and are we going to expect this one coming out for release anytime?
1: Oh, wow, plug. Um, well, I'd really like some hair plugs, um, pr- preferably ones that don't look like little ant legs. Um, but, but as far as an actual plug that I can give away, um, uh, well, let me answer your question. Uh, I was actually thinking, I guess I might as well share it here now, live for you. Um, I'm going to release that... with, with the CGG, I think I'm just going to call it, you know, CGG theme uh, something. Um, we're going to release that as a, as a ringtone. I've, I've never released a ringtone before, so I don't oh. know really what to expect, but you know, it's, it's short. It's, it fits the, the criteria. I made a slightly extended version, nothing new. It's just a, you know, one more bar basically. Um, this is like 28 seconds. So I figure I'll put that out uh, as a ringtone on iTunes and all that, and uh, I'll make it available for free on my website as all the other music is. Um, oh, right. And plugging that website is uh, the volume. Your you can find everything for free. Um, otherwise, you can find me on Spotify, and iTunes, and Google Play, Amazon, YouTube, etc., etc.
0: Sweet. Awesome. All right. So now let's get to the episode. We promised last time, however many weeks ago that's been now, that we were going to talk about sequels, best, worst, and various other topics related to sequels i guess sorry did, did i ever mention how much how little i prepare for these things
1: i i just can't I, believe how i can't believe how much time has gone by since the last episode it's been forever i barely remembered that we were talking about
0: this <laughs> oh man yeah rub it in why don't you <laughs> um so yeah we were talking about sequels uh, when we were supposed to be talking about remakes, but now we decided to actually talk about sequels. So, let's. Um, so, first of all, let's take it away. What for you qualifies as a great sequel? As a great sequel, all right. Um, I would say
1: something that furthers the storyline, um, further develops the characters, the immersion, um, things like this. You know, something that's. Um, doesn't have to be necessary um not all not all sequels are unless you leave us on a cliffhanger of course but but just something that's going to add to it as opposed to like oh well this one sold x amount of figures so let's pump out another one brainlessly True. um so
0: yeah it's something pa- uh, passionate i suppose how about you um i was actually thinking about this in the many weeks that it has been since our last show <laughs> and um <laughs> and i was actually thinking that you know applying a lot of the criteria that i use for sequel movies that i do for sequel games in that it it has to continue the previous installment in a profound way so basically it can't really it can't really be a standalone game or at least not to the same effect as if you had played the previous games or game before it so I'm going to get this right out of the way. These games are amongst my absolute top favorite games of all time, and so I'm going to give them an honorable mention because these are great games that happen to be sequels rather than actually being particularly great sequels because they are great games that you can just jump right into and not even really have to care particularly if you played the ones before. And those ones, just very quickly, are Ultima 7, Fallout 2 and saints rose two through four great games some of my favorites you've heard me mention them here before but they're just they're great absolute great games some of the greatest of all time that happen to be sequels but they're not necessarily like you know but their predecessors aren't essential to the experience of playing that game and i think that's kind of what I look for in a sequel is not only just a great continuation, but the predecessor has to be an essential part of the experience.
1: That's a really good point. I'm, I'm here nodding my head like people can see it, including yourself, but no, that, that's a really good point. It's, it's something that that not only doesn't rely on, on the first, like you said, so you could just kind of jump right in, not necessarily linear, um, and just stand on its own. That's a really good point, and... Um, Yeah, I I completely agree. And I I think uh, some, you know, sequels get in trouble when they are like the anti-thesis, you know, when when they start to go in this completely different direction that makes you feel less connected to who you thought you were. And and by that, I mean, you know, the character itself. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that made sense. I'm not so good at thinking.
0: I, I think you're saying that a game is not a great sequel if it spirals you into an existential crisis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. That that that's my reading out of what you just said. So, I I may or may not have been paying entirely paying attention, um, because I was glancing at my notes at that time. But I'm pretty sure I heard you correctly.
1: Uh, yeah. At this point, I'm not even sure what I said to begin with, but I do like what you said better. So you nailed it.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we're already starting to run out of time, so let's get into this. <laughs> Okay. What's your? What, what, let's start with what's your favorite sequel or sequels? Like, you know, what, what are just throw out the the awesome ones, right off All the right.
1: bat. So uh, uh, these aren't going to be extremely original or you know uh, hipstery. You know, really unique. You probably never heard of it, but um, but here we go. Um, first and foremost, uh, I have to mention James Pond Two.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a really long time.
1: I may or may not mean that. Um, no, I uh, for some reason it just popped to me when I was writing notes. I, I remember as a kid I liked that game for like six minutes, which is a long time as a kid. And, um, and, and I, remember, <laughs> I remember playing the first one being disappointed. I, I'm not sure how old aim played it in like you know, two decades. But on more, more serious note, um, uh, first and foremost, uh, as I've discussed before in this podcast, uh, Police Quest 2.
0: Oh, that was one of mine.
1: Oh, lovely! Yeah, and also sorry because now you know.
0: That's fine. You know, that's fine. I have more.
1: We right, I have more
0: than this. one sequel that I like.
1: <laughs> Every now and then, I've got a list of like free things, and you mention one, I'm like shite. Now none of done that too. But yeah, Police Quest Two was was brilliant. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure how important the first
0: one plays into it. I mean, it is the oh, incredibly, appealing. incredibly, right. it's the entire, it's a continuation of the story. Like, you, it's. Um, I'm not sure exactly how you can play a Police Quest 2 without at least knowing the events of Police Quest 1. Right,
1: right, exactly, exactly, um, yeah, with, with Jesse Beans. And, and I guess at the same time, giving it merit is if you hadn't played Police Quest one you'd at least get the vibe that like okay this person has escaped you obviously have a history of him, and you got to catch him. so um you know if you happen to have played it before the first one it probably wouldn't be the worst thing but um no i just i loved it i mean police quest one has a special place in my heart uh based on nostalgia i guess you'd say um but police quest two just just completely nailed it i love the music um love everything about it except for maybe keith your partner in the game who does nothing <laughs> the whole time all he does is go and, and smoke cigarettes um, yeah, I got to watch myself because uh, there's a different word for it out here. Yes, um,
0: yes. yes please do not use that uh, word.
1: No, no, God, no. And, and I, love, I love everyone, so I never want to offend anybody. But, dear God, it was, I had a culture shock the first time I went to a petrol station in the States and asked for a pack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> almost got crucified. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, that's better.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> right, no! Let's, let's not do that thing from a few episodes ago. Where I just start burying myself.
0: <laughs> okay, um, anyways, right, I'm
1: pulling up on the rudders here. Um, so yeah, no, Police Quest Two is awesome. Love the music. Love the story. Um, I, again, the, the Japanese artwork I do actually prefer, but but either way, it's a great game. Um, on down my list here, which which isn't very long, um, is um, Monkey Island Two. Um, Got to mention Monkey Island too because it seems like the the general populace, the consensus, whatever, seems to pref- almost like two better than one. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've heard that quite kind of, a bit, right? Yeah, same here. Uh, it, it kind of uh, same vibe as, as as Police Quest for me, Police Quest Two for me personally, where where it just. Does everything the first one did, and perhaps even a little bit better. Um, so got to mention that they're both lovely games. I love them both. I really honestly couldn't pick, but that's definitely one of the great sequels. Um, next one on the list is Day of the Technical. Oh, good one. Thank you, mate. And it's uh, yeah. I mean, I guess that's. I think it's a proper sequel. It's always been kind of tongue in cheek, like you know, whether it's a spiritual successor, or a sequel, or mm-hmm. whatever. But but you know we we. Uh, I don't have my Thesaurus whoa. <laughs> I didn't know I had a lisp until now. Um <laughs> But um anyway, you know, regardless for argument's sake is what I'm trying to say. We can call it a sequel. Um that game's absolutely brilliant. Um and then finally on my list is uh the dagger of Amon Ra or Larbo Two. Mm, right.
0: Which and, um I mean I, I, and again, Dagger of Amun-Ra is one of my, you know, <laughs> every game is one of my favorites. I, I love Dagger of Amun-Ra. I love it to pieces. But again, I, th- I think for me, that's one that kind of qualifies as a great game that happens to be a sequel more so than a great sequel. Just because it's it, it's kind of, um, it, it stands alone, I would say. I don't think you necessarily need to have played The Colonel's Bequest to really get everything you need out of uh, the Dagger of Amun-Ra but I mean, it—you know—as far as games that are happen to be sequels, it is definitely great. No, absolutely, and you're absolutely right. It's
1: it's a, a you know antithesis uh, of of the first one, right? It heads in a completely different direction. Um, you know, obviously murder mystery still prevails, but but I mean everything from the art direction. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing for me that stood out as it being different. Is that the lighting? You know, it doesn't have this dark, gloomy lighting. It's it's quite a bright game actually. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they could have just changed the name to you know Jane Doe or whatever and, and and released it as its own game, and you would have been fine with it. Like it, you know it's not yeah. necessarily even lower above the second one, um but regardless you know that's how it's titled and, and I do love it so um yeah, for a bit of a twist on the first year, I'll go with that one
0: if anything, I find it kind of like um absurdly amusing when you do think about the fact that she was the main character from the colonel's Bequest, because it's like well wow, everywhere she goes people just die in large quantities <laughs> <laughs> i do not want her as a friend because it seems like though you know any situation that she can get into you're going to be trapped and you're going to be killed
1: yeah, that's a really good point. You know, it,
0: it's like, fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> fool me <Yeah>. twice. Something's <laughs> yeah. gotta be wrong with me. Like, you know, trap, trap me in a place with a serial killer two times while I'm still <laughs> in my 20s. There's, maybe I'm kind of drawing that kind of crowd. I don't know. <laughs> And, and,
1: you know, psychologically speaking, I'm suddenly feeling like, you know what? I can fix her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think psychologically speaking, she's very, like, unscarred by any of this going on. She just kind of really brushes off the fact that, like, everyone, including her best, like, everyone is dead, including her best friend. And she's like, oh, well, going to move on with my life. It's all good.
1: Uh, That's so true. She's so delightfully naive. Uh, <laughs> e- e- even more so
0: in the second one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But but still like I said, it's it, it is a sequel by by every in all sense of the word. It's a great game, but I don't know if i consider it one of the great sequels so much as a great game that happens to be a sequel. My That's my personal opinion, take on that.
1: No, I, I completely agree. Yeah, like I say, you know, they could have named, just honestly just left Laura Bowes out, out of the title whatsoever, not that she's in the official title, but they could have left that whole thing aside and it's, it would have stood on its own as, as just a fine game.
0: Mm-hmm. Um... I would say, in response to the fact that you've already mentioned Police Quest 2, I'll carry on a similar vein and say uh, probably one of my favorite sequels would have to be Space Quest 3. Because, yeah, because, I mean, funny enough, I actually did play Space Quest 3 before playing Space Quest 2, and sure, I did have a lot of fun out of it, but regardless, there was a lot that I had to catch up on to understand what was going on. Yeah, I didn't know... Because I hadn't played Space Quest 2, I had to have somebody tell me why my ship was floating around, who is this robot that's chasing me and why, and all that sort of thing. So it did really carry on. It brought over a lot of elements from Space Quest 2. It is it is a direct continuation. It takes place exactly where Space Quest 2 leaves off. And it was also a great game. It, it was an improvement in pretty much all ways. I, I'm not even, you know, Space Quest 2 was a good game. I guess because I don't really have the nostalgic attachment to it. I'm not really that connected to it. But Space Quest 3 is like killer. It's like one of the best Sierra games that I can think of.
1: I absolutely agree, and it just to further your, your note. I found I love the entire series; it's my favorite series. Um, so, so I love two as well. But two made a mistake that I see happen a lot in movies and such, where you have such a great idea for something, such a, uh, such just such a lovely background and everything, and then you spend the time so much of the time like in the jungle and it's like what is the space game mate there's so much you can do with space it is the great unknown the infinite and and then you end up spending like half the game in like a garden or whatever so so (laughs) (laughs) mistakes were made i I think i still like two but you're absolutely right free free is is just they completely hit the nail on the head
0: space quest 2 volhall's backyard (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> now with more monkey men <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah no i mean i i mean that's a really good point i never even thought about that there was just something that just didn't quite grab me about space quest 2 even when i did play it granted it was quite a few years later but yeah i mean uh it was i think space quest 3 kind of retroactively made space quest 2 better
1: yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's almost, almost like eating your veg and then having dessert, like, you know, <laughs> having gotten through two and then, and then you hit three, like, all right, now it's opening <laughs> wide up.
0: Um, so I guess in terms of best sequels, I would have to say, uh, you know, based entirely on the criteria of, you know, continuing a series forward, I'd probably have to say all of the sequels of the Blackwell series. Oh, nice. Again, fantastic games, each and every single one of them. Each one kind of does something a little bit different from the previous. uh, But honestly, it is an ongoing story. And each of them... Or sorry, I should say, you know, the first one was pretty standalone. And they just kept going with it. And, you know, each one of them could technically be standalone. But they really do build off of the lore that was established by the previous games in the series. Until it culminates in, I think, Epiphany was the last one. Where it really just brings it all together and it just makes it so satisfying to have been on this entire journey across however it's been like five games or something like that. It was a really great payoff. Every single game kind of like builds and builds off of the games that came before it. And so I would say that, you know, the only game that can't count in that is the first one because it's not a sequel. Everything else are perfect sequels.
1: Oh, I'm very, I'm very envious of, of of your of your choice there. You've done a good thinking right there. That was really, really good choice.
0: Okay, so we've done the best. How about the worst?
1: How about the worst? Indeed. All right. So, I, right, I, my worst gets a little bit muddy. So I'm going to try and get through it as uh, <laughs> <laughs> professionally as I can, because um, I, I think by now I'm well known. As, as you being can.
0: A, <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. But everyone knows me to be professional organising. And-
0: as professional as this show can ever possibly be in, this, <laughs> in the state that it's currently in.
1: I like, feel like people that have listened from day one to now is like, oh, here's where Paul fucks it all up now.
0: Here <laughs> we go. Th- <laughs> worst sequels is every subsequent episode of this show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, God, it's so true. Julia did set a high bar for all of us uh, 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 right off the bat there. Um, All right, so worst sequels? um, uh, All right, I'm just going to go ahead and muck it up. Here we go. So, short answer for the first one is, is Gabriel Knight 3. Okay. Um, I wasn't a fan of the, uh, the graphic style um, the story it was really hard to follow because the puzzles were ridiculous uh, and relentless um, I, ju- I just wasn't a fan of it I mean it, it, you know almost al- almost like the the Laura bow comparison but in in a complete you know negative like how how do we get here like how, this isn't the same vibe ain't the same you know even gabriel that we know um so i put gabriel night three but but here's where i'm gonna muck it up and not you know probably lose some friends um all right so i love gabriel Knight two mm. and here's hey no trouble's coming Uh-oh. i love i love fmv um I, I really do i mean both those sentiments it's just that i found with gabriel Knight two that you know Compared to the first game, I was so immersed in that game, so in love with that game. Um, When I played Gabriel Knight 2 for the first time, I felt immediately kind of disconnected. Um, It it was just like, it was a shocking switch. Um, it, It was like being slapped in the face by a cold dead fish. Like, just this complete shock of like, oh, all right, there there goes everything I thought Gabriel was, and now that here's this guy's face, and I, I think I've seen them a lot on Friends or some show like that. Um <laughs> And it, it you know, it, I lost immersion because it just, the art direction changed so drastically. Now, that being said, I don't regret it. I'm glad it was released. Uh, I, I love the story of Beast Within. I love FMV games. Um I, I just kind of think, you know, maybe Beast Within should have been the third one, and like, maybe just a different something to kind of just transition a little bit smoother. Um, you know, that I don't like when people announce transitions, um, (laughs) 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 but, um, It it was just a shock. And and I think a lot of this is coming from just how much I cherished that first game and and going into the second one just completely just polar opposite as far as the style and everything was just kind of weird. So I like the game a lot, but um, I I guess in a perfect world, what I'm trying to say is, uh, you know, keep Gabriel Night 1 as is. Uh, maybe take the story from Gabriel Knight 3 and, and make it, you know, kind of a pixel art whatever style for two and, and then Beast with him for three. Something like that. Just something to kind of ease me into FMV out of the style of the first one.
0: It's a, that's a pretty cool point. Um, I if, if you think you're going to get some heat over that, I just haven't even played any of the Gabriel Knight games, uh, even though I hear nothing but fantastic things about at least the first two and some underdog sentiments for the third one, I really just never got around to it they were kind of a little bit late in the game for me I was just not really playing a whole heck of a lot at the time that it came out
1: right right No, and that's a great keyword you just said late in the game because it bear in mind to those listening I I didn't play these games as they came out I played them once they were all released so to me it was kind of like you know the modern version of binge watching on Netflix where where I played the first one and was so excited to dive into the second one and perhaps that's why it was such a shock whereas if you know you played them as they came out in the mid-90s you would have plenty of time to you know you waited a couple of years and they come out with an fmv and you're like all right this is awesome so so that being said you know i think that kind of did change my perception of it where i was able to play them back to back and that kind of added this just kind of weird you know ice ball to the ear shocking change that it went through right but um so anyway um and i've only got one more for 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 worse sequels which i'm surprised i'm usually pretty pretty good being negative um (laughs) (laughs) um this is, again, going to be slightly un- unpopular, but I I don't like King's Quest 2.
0: I um, have to kind of agree with that. Not that King's Quest 2... Oh, sorry, I'm going to let you explain this first not- before I get into it. All right. Well, don't forget what you're going to say.
1: I'm interested. Um so, so I, I get it, you know, you really it was really necessary to have two, because that's how Graham meets Rosella, who's obviously a key player in, in the whole series. So, so I get it, that was necessary, but... I, I don't think know. he
0: met Rosella in the second one. Oh, did, did they get, didn't they get married at the end? I'm pretty sure Rosella is his daughter. Oh, that'd be really awkward. <laughs>
1: yeah that's some real down south sort of stuff there um i'm not sure <laughs> i I'm, I'm at southern uk or right? i don't get offended people <laughs> <I'm from>. <laughs> um <laughs> but um no it's, all right so if that's the case then, then yeah just the whole thing can can kind of fuck off but but
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> we removed the one thing that justified it
1: yeah basically because you know i was going to say up until that point that may or may not exist, probably not, because you know what's going on much better than I do, um, it, it felt like th- that whole game was like DLC content for the first one. Like, just a bunch of like extended missions on the first one. It was kind of just tedious and painful, like, just going through the same rhetoric. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't a fan of it. It was kind of, honestly... It felt like work. Like I was just trying to get through it so that I could stay linear with the storyline and storyline and and play you know three four etc in order. Um, otherwise, I, I probably would have bailed. Like if it was if there was only two King's Quests, I wouldn't have made it through it. I only muscled through it to get to the third one. Um, so yeah, wasn't a fan of that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, and like I said myself, I also kind of agree. I, I didn't I didn't even actually have that on my list, but I fully agree with pretty much everything you said except for Rosella. Um, because that's just factually incorrect, so I can't agree with that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, I, for me, like, I only just played it, like, a few months ago. Like, I'm not sure, it's, I don't think it's even been a year since I played King's Quest 2. And that was, like, the first time I played it. And I was just, uh, you know, I was full swing in this whole retro classic gaming kick. So I was just chomping at the bit to play a brand new to me game. AGI game because you know Police Quest was the first and Space Quest and you know I I loved AGI um, Quest games because I haven't played very many so there's so many that are just so new to me and I played King's Quest 2 pretty much because I was forced to but I played it and you know there was the whole novelty of these graphics are awesome because they're really you know stabbing me in my nostalgia nerve and it was in, in a good way that was great but it just felt so empty, too. It was a sort of, you know, it was the Rocky two of the series, pretty much like you said. <laughs> it kind of enabled more and better games, but it itself kind of was, nah, it was okay. It was fine. The, the best I could say for it was uh, it was relatively easy. I didn't have to spend too much time playing it to finish it. Um, but it was kind of, yeah, it, it was... Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know how to really put it into words off the because, like I said, I I didn't think of this beforehand. I'm only talking about it because you mentioned it, and it's I kind of realized that I agree with you, so I can't really put it into a whole lot of an in-depth insight, other than just yeah, just saying about it didn't do anything for me. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I I can't even I'm not a deep thinker. But it seemed like um it seemed like I guess the best best analogy I could say is like like download content, like DLC, like like hey if you like King's Quest one and you want to play more of it, here's like another level or two with a bunch of doors and, you know, mystical people or whatever. Um didn't really stand on its own. Um unless he did marry his daughter in which uh I found extremely interesting and grandma, you're in a lot of trouble, you're not boy. That is illegal in most states. <laughs>
0: Okay, um, so, I guess, uh, for me it was pretty easy to figure out the worst sequel ever, uh, because it also happens to be one of the worst games ever, but also a terrible sequel. In fact, the fact that it's such a terrible sequel is what, is, like, about a good 30% of why this is one of the worst games of all time, and it is Ultima Nine Ascension. It is just, it... As much as people can rightfully complain about Ultima 8, at least Ultima 8 bothered to take place after the events of Ultima 7 Part 2. I know the numbering scheme's a little bit weird there, but you know, Ultima 7 Part 2 ends in a certain way and Ultima 8 picks up where it left off. And then Ultima 8 ends in a certain way, and Ultima 9 completely ignores it. And it just completely breaks every single connection to the previous game it brings back characters without understanding the point of those characters it's just a horrible game it's an ugly game it doesn't play well and it just completely only it only acknowledges the previous game's and references enough to know how to ruin them completely. Like it only knows things by name. So it knows that it should address or sorry, that it should reference these things and people and places and all that sort of thing, but not enough to actually be consistent with anything that has happened before. And it's so weird because there's certain things, there's certain events that they reference that you can't possibly just not know what happened. There's a very main character throughout the series that died in a previous, uh, installment in a very pivotal moment of the game. And the game acknowledges that, but completely dismisses exactly why it happened or what happened after and just says like, okay, well, we know that he's dead and you can bring him back. As like, well, you know, if you bring him back, you're pretty much going to destroy the universe, right? Uh, spoilers, but they are just like, eh, we don't actually have to remember anything about the previous games other than a few vague references, and also be a shitty game on top of that. So it was just like this whole culmination of everything that could possibly go wrong with not only just a sequel, but a game in general, and it was just the worst of all worlds.
1: Yeah, it sounds like sloppy, lazy writing. Um, reminds me of, uh, we talked about a few episodes ago, um, Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb, where they they just throw like a really quick reference into a previous character, as to be like, see, we know the universe. Now moving on, go shoot people. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, right. that, that, yeah. that doesn't really make it part of the series, mate. You gotta, yeah. you know.
0: And the problem with Ultimate 9 is because, you know, you refer to it as lazy writing and I partially agree with that. But the problem with Ultimate 9 is that it gets to the point where I'm not even sure if lazy writing can justify that because it almost seems like they're actively trying to screw things up. It seems like they're sitting around with their parchment and quill and being all like, how can we take something and completely screw it up for everybody? And it was just... I don't know. I'm such a big fan of the previous games. Even Ultima 8, which I admit was flawed. I still got some enjoyment out of it, even though I'm aware of its flaws. I'm very, very aware of its flaws, but I still kind of enjoyed parts of it. And Ultima 9 was just so... It was it, it was the world that I really, really wanted to get back to, because we'd gone two full games without going to Britannia, which is where uh, Ultima 6 and Ultima 7 took place. And those were that's pretty much where I started the series was Ultima Six. I really wanted to get back into that in, in you know into that world and continue that on and then they threw me back in just to ruin it and it was just it was so disappointing <clears throat> okay so um yeah were there any others that you had on your worst list because that's pretty much the only one that I was able to think of off the top of my head. It was hard for me to think of horrible sequels just because I don't know. I mean, there are some games that are actually not that bad, even though they weren't the greatest sequels. And there's some games that were pretty good sequels, but you know, and I can't think of anything that was so irredeemably bad in most sequels that I've played. The worst I could even say is just like a complete shift, and even then they weren't. They shifted from something good to something. Also good, just different. So really, Ultimate Nine was the only one I could really think of that was just like complete, flat out, just a big middle finger to the fans.
1: Yeah, no, I completely, completely agree with your your overall sentiment of of you know trying to find a game that's just you know that bad that it should be you know. Uh, you know walk through town while we chant shame uh, there there really wasn't anything that, you know looking at the series between lucas and sierra and and, and all the adventure games etc like th- there was some weaker points you know that, like you know space quest 2 but i still loved it you know what i mean so yeah other than just some weaker points like there was really nothing that was horrible um even the ones i mentioned um <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I was surprised i thought i thought i'd have a lot more for for war sequels but, but when i really looked at them
0: Yeah, but for that matter, are there any games that you think are just, or series particularly, that you think they really should have just stopped it a little bit sooner?
1: That's a really good point. Um, You know, the first, the only two things that come to mind, I should say, um, are are, are honestly games I haven't played. So I'll I'll go ahead and just, you know, like Ace Ventura, just bend over and speak with me ass. Um, (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I, I I hear constantly a, a lot of vitriol for King's Quest Eight. I only made it to six myself, um, so it was just based on you know consensus. It seems like uh, specifically uh, eight individually, it just maybe sounds like you know the fans didn't want that one. Um, and then the other for me is. Um, because of how much I love uh, Police Quest 1, 2, and 3, um, I, I wasn't super. I, I would have just preferred 4, 5, 6, whatever, to be in the same spirit of the first 3, um, as opposed to moving on to that SWAT. Um, formula that they yeah. did um i'm not saying the SWAT games are bad at all um you know i, I don't hear bad things about them i just personally you know larry uh, S- space quest kings quest etc uh, quest of glory they all got you know a good five six whatever titles that would have been nice for police quest to, to have gotten the same amount of titles in, in the same vein um and maybe SWAT coming later or being on the side yeah but, Did
0: um uh, did police quest open season was that called police quest four or was it just police quest open season like, was it counted as being in that canonical series oh
1: you know what i think you're right mate i think it was four. i i always kind of group it with with the swat games just because it changed it from it anyway, totally
0: changed just, the tone of it all yeah
1: right exactly and know, went from what jim jim walls to daryl something um or maybe vice versa i'm not sure
0: yeah it started um, with jim walls and then uh daryl gates went to did uh number four that's right. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's just you know you could,
1: you could feel that the change in leadership. You know, just just yeah, seemed like a different game. Um, you know, th- there's another game out there called Blue Force, um, which which I thought mm-hmm. was was quite a good game. You know, would have fit almost better as as Police Quest Four, but um, but no, good catch. You're right. That because was the fourth I'm, one.
0: Yeah, because I'm pretty sure, if my memory recalls, I think Blue Force was actually a Jim Walls game. I just don't think it was with Sierra. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Mr. Walls must have worked some magic. Mm -hmm. But going back to SWAT, they were good games for what they were. They just... I don't know why they needed to put them as Police Quest, because they weren't Police Quest. They were just... Yeah, I mean... uh, And, you know, that's that's a good point. That's another one which I didn't have on my list, so I'm just kind of, like, speaking in response here. But... uh, Police Quest 1, Police Quest 2, Police Quest 3, they felt like quest games. I didn't play, play Police Quest 4. I heard it's actually not bad in, on its own merits. I don't know. Another controversial title. But, you know, the, the trilogy, at least, were quest games in a police setting. Whereas, you know, which which also kind of had a strict adherence to procedure. Whereas when it got to the SWAT point, I feel like it was pretty much just a training video or training program.
1: It, right, like a simulation almost.
0: Yeah, ex- exactly. A training simulator. That's all it really was. I didn't. It kind of felt like it took the quest out of Police Quest. It was just. It should have just been, I don't know, SWAT. Just go with that. That's fine. I would have enjoyed it if you were just say, "Hey, this thing totally different."
1: There, see, and that's another really good point. You're right. I, I think part of me is impartial to those games just because they added the the Police Quest brand to it, whereas if they left it off, if I approached it as an individual, I probably would have appreciated it. Um, or aspects of it more, um, but you're but you're right it, it, because they put that name on it, which they didn't have to. It, it, it was like yeah, and and what you said kind of goes back to that point of you know uh, 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 most of the other quest games from Sierra got got at least you know four or five titles, and I would have loved to have seen Police Quest you know get the the four five six whatever it's just whatever they did whatever number just staying in in the kind of like you said
0: quest type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure. If you're going to agree with me on this one, I think you're probably going to disagree with me on this one because I think you've mentioned it before pretty positively. But I think you'll probably at least understand where I'm coming from because I think a game that really should have been left alone, that should have just been a standalone and just left to be basking in its perfection without a follow-up is, and I know this is like one of your top favorite games of all time, but it's my turn to mention it, is The Neverhood Chronicles. It should not have had... The Armacrog, or it should have just been something completely different. It should have just been something else, and I should think they should have just left Neverhood alone and just let it be perfect on its own.
1: I I completely agree. I actually almost put that on my list, and and, uh, Armacrog, that is, um, because... Mm -hmm. uh, Well, actually, I I should word it this way. I almost put it on my list as something I'd like to see, which we'll discuss in a moment. Um, Sorry, we're doing a little Quentin Tarantino jumping around timelines (laughs) with you guys. Um, but, but no, I almost put it down, you know, I'd like to see a Neverhood 2, and then I remembered, oh, wait, they made Armacrog, and I was kind of bummed about it for a second, because one, you're absolutely right, I, I wouldn't really want them to even make a Neverhood 2, just leave it, it was perfect the way it was, uh, you know, th- there was no loose ends, everything was just perfect. Um, but yeah, once they once they made the the, the Armacrog, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I completely agree. And, and even furthermore, to step one, one back from Omicrog, you had um, the, the Skull Monkeys and whatever. I mean, you know, I, I'm not a, like a real platformer type of person. I, I do like them and play a few of them, but, but that wasn't my style of game. So I could and can do without it. Um, so, yeah, I completely agree, actually.
0: Okay, so if we narrow this down a little bit, are there any games that are currently standalone that people ask for a sequel that you think would be a horrible decision?
1: Mmm. You know what? Probably. Do you have any you could go first with?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I've, I've thought <laughs> of, I've mentioned this so many times because and I wholeheartedly stand behind this as like the one single person that holds this opinion. But people keep going on about how much they wanted a sequel to Loom and I am just like no. Never. <laughs> Never make a sequel to Loom, and they're like, "Oh, but it wouldn't be a direct sequel; it'd just be in the same universe." Like, no, just leave it. It was perfect as it was. Oh, but the oh, but the ending didn't really touch. No, they, it was exactly perfect. It was fine. Don't touch it. It was a perfect game. No sequels.
1: Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> so it coughed up a long halfway through that. That was. <laughs> So that kind of passion, I'd like to think, is inspired by the new intro. That was beautiful. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, thank I you for the that. Vo- I see your little vocal meter starting to hit yellow and red. I'm like, yeah, it's the anger. All right, Um start <laughs> revolution with that type of fury. Um, yeah, no, I, I, all right. I'll put it this way: I would 100,000% agree with you 30 minutes ago. Oh no, literally. Yeah, literally 30 minutes ago. But um, when I was trying to come up with ideas for for sequels that that I'd like to see, which, again, Tarantino, you're going to hear about that in a second, Um, but I might as well spoil one now, one of the ones I put on there was Loom. Sorry. Um, The reason I did is because I... just to refresh my memory, I quickly Googled the, the ending just to watch it again. And I was like, yeah, actually, that's that's fine. Like you said, I mean, there's there's nothing, really no loose ends. I mean, you could always pick something in a, in a universe of characters to whatever. but but There are
0: the, literal you know, loose ends at the end of the game because they tore the fabric of the universe. <laughs> there are literal loose ends that are meant to be there.
1: That was so beautifully put. I'm not sure I want to continue with my assignment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And sorry, if I can continue on my little rant here for a second, it's also, you know, um, I I also did because somebody mentioned to me like, okay, it's fine to have a bittersweet ending, but they ended just so miserably that, you know, you can't just leave it alone. So I did go back to refresh my memory because it's been like a long time since I've played all the way through to the end. So I watched exactly the whole end sequence of Loom and yeah, it is really depressing And it is sort of like, okay, well, there's a lot, there's half the universe of people who are just left alone with chaos that's going to ruin their lives, but we can still save half and that's something. I'm like, yeah, do that. That's, that's the ending. That's, you're going to repair the one half that can be saved. And unfortunately the other half is doomed. And that's the ending. That's, that's great like it's a horrible ho- sorry not horrible but horribly bittersweet ending more bitter than sweet I'll be honest but there's nothing wrong with that that's that's a great ending
1: you know you're absolutely right it's, for some reason you know people myself sometimes include like you want this fluffy comforting blanket of, of warmth put over you at the end like you know yeah most of know, the time me- I do right yeah you get this feelings like you know, if I don't see him hook up with her, I won't actually know, but I sort of know it's implied, but no you're absolutely right. I mean sometimes there is something kind of beautiful about it and and let's face it i mean compared to the real world, and I know games are meant to escape that obviously, but compared to the real world having half that you can save is actually like you know. A, a huge win. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's, really, it's really not that bad um, at all. And and I guess you know, once again, your, your silky smooth voice and talking is is making me change my mind. But but uh, I will say this: when I looked up the video, it led me down a small rabbit hole to find out that they uh, were trying for many years to make a sequel. That's right. Um, yeah. And it's called Forge. Um, a matter of fact, um, they only got Chapter One done. It's freeware and it's on forgegame.com or game... No, yeah, Forge because the other one's a different website. Forgegame.com, you can get chapter one. Um, and it was done in kind of a, a apocalyptic, you know, cities and ashes, blah, 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 as you'd expect, you know, like you said, fr- from the ending of, it, of, of how things go awry. Um, and so the more I was reading about it, I was starting to get interested, like, well, fuck, now I kind of want to see what they're going to do with this. Like, it, it might actually be interesting. But, you know, again, you've really swayed me, because I, even even as I look at that, that forged sample, the screenshots, when I still look at them, I mean like in my head, um, it, it didn't look like Loom. It looked more like Unavowed, um, which is mm. lovely. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, of course. But yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't in the spirit of Loom whatsoever. I mean, it was just com- completely different. You know, uh, I would almost feel like you need like six or seven sequels if you're really going to go down this like Stephen King the Stand type of route with that game. Like either, you know, leave it where it's at or, or buckle in for like, you know, 40 more hours of this. Um, so yeah, you, you swayed me. I changed my mind.
0: I, I would say if I was to sum this up a bit, I would say that um, games that should be left alone are classic games. The, the, the easiest way I could put this is there should be a statute of limitations on when you're allowed to make a sequel to something. Right. Once it reaches a point, you're dooming it to fail, because you're either going to you're either going to be too new for the people who wanted the old, or you'll be too old for people who want something new, and you're never going to win.
1: That was beautifully put. Was that
0: a haiku? No, that's clearly not a haiku. Do you even know what a haiku is?
1: I don't. I can't even spell <laughs> the word haiku.
0: <laughs> I, I mean like and it's one and like I said, we we talked about reboots. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't reboot something if they think it's a wise decision and if it is a wise decision. But a sequel, you you shouldn't do a sequel at this point. Especially not in a video game. A movie you can maybe justify it a little bit. It was not justified in Indiana Jones 4, but uh, <laughs> but you know you can kind of see where some of those things might have a bit of an idea behind it. But with video games, there's a statute of limitations. Just don't. And I think Valve has outlasted all of them <laughs> with their <laughs> games. <laughs>
1: no you you're exactly right I, I can't put it any better than you did with with, with the, the new old kind of comparison it, it you know you, you you're gonna piss off you know more more than not basically or and, mm-hmm. and the ones the ones that you don't anger the, probably just won't be interested
0: yeah um okay so to to invalidate everything that we just said here what are some games that you think really needed some sequels yeah
1: <laughs> um initially I, I was going to uh put on uh, basically i crossed off dagger of amon raw in, in, sen- <laughs> in the sense i was like well i'd, I'd like to to see more larbos but honestly we've got that covered you know very unlovely julia is working on something that's that's you know in the in the vein of that and and so we're good to go there that's covered thank you julia
0: no no, um, sorry we have to we have to do a proper plug for that um our friend Julia Minamata, who is on our very first episode of this podcast is working on a fan game she's like uh, a single developer author of a tribute game the uh, the crimson diamond with Nancy Maple it's very much in the spirit in the uh, in the aesthetic of the colonel's bequest it looks amazing the, there's a playable demo you can find of it online it plays really well there's a lot you know it's very early In not early, early, but you know, I mean, it's like it's it's far from completion at this point. Uh, There's a lot of placeholder segments and screens, but it's coming along nicely, and it's worth checking out and following, and hoping that it'll uh, see it through to the end. But anyways, going back to Laura Bow, did you have anything to say about that before I do? Because you're probably going to hate me once I get to my point about this.
1: Um, so, so no, and, and, and I'll just add to that, that, that I've had the pleasure and honor to play through the demo, and it's unbelievable. You absolutely love it. Um, so definitely check it out at mm-hmm. her website. But no, go ahead with your, your uh, comment.
0: Okay, so now after I inadvertently made you remove Laura Bow from your list.
1: No, oh, I know you're not.
0: <laughs> Laura Bow is on my list of games that need more sequels. What the? <laughs> because, <laughs> tear me out on this, I don't think they should all necessarily be murder mysteries. I think she should just go on this sleuthing spree where things happen. Like, you know, I, I mentioned before as a, you know, one of my... <laughs> Examples like you know maybe there's like a jewel heist that she has to figure out, or you know some, you know all, all these different explorations of different mysteries and detective stories, but they don't all have to be. And then there are non-style, you know, drop dead till there's the killer left kind of story. Um, I think that would be a great way to continue this the series if they were to have. I wish that they did. Yeah, uh, you know, like I said, statute of limitations. I don't want them to necessarily do that now. Although. All things considered, that's probably one of the better ones that I would be able to see have as having some validity to it. But generally, at the time, if they came out with some more games, I would have liked them to have done so. Just, we had two games of, and then there were none, drop dead, serial killings. We could go on to explore more different kinds of mysteries from there. And that's why it's on the list, even though <laughs> I made you strike it off your list of best sequels.
1: I'm still just slowly shaking my head in disappointment. <laughs> I feel like a nan over here. Why'd you do that to me, darling? Um, <laughs> fuck, right on off. That was unbelievable. <laughs> I'd like to see for Larbo three like like you said in the beginning of the episode like you know like motor always follows her like maybe Larbo three could be like Laura goes to a day spa or Laura, <laughs> goes, Laura goes to a psychologist because she's bottling it all up um, <laughs> something like that Laura goes on a cruise.
0: I think it'd be great if they f- if like there was a Larbo game where she's going around, she's like locked in this place, people are dying around her and it turns out that it's because like she keeps making these mistakes that lead to other people dying and it turns out that she was inadvertently (laughs) killing them this entire time. Like, you know, she's doing all these like typical point-and-click adventure game puzzles where you like, you know, use the banana to lure the monkey to get this object and then later on someone will slip on the banana peel and fall downstairs and break their right. neck. We're like, oh no, a murder. What's going on here?
1: <laughs> Le- leaving like her notebook and clues out like making people doubt the other people in the house, and they'll turn <laughs> on each other like animals.
0: Yes. And it turns out great. all this entire time, it'd be great if you can even retroactively sort of like, you know, retcon and see like everything in the previous two games were her fault as well. I think that would be amazing.
1: Uh, And then at the end of the game, she's just like in a padded cell, rocking back and forth as the (laughs) camera pans out. That'd be beautiful. (laughs) Oh my God.
0: Uh, How about about you? Let's give you a a shot at the mic for a bit.
1: Uh, uh, um, I created a monster with that theme song, I swear. Um, So let's see. Uh, Okay, sequels I'd like to see. Um, I've got, um, for a serious one, I've got The Dig. But Jake... Okay. Dig- uh, I, I, there's another one where I was kind of basically just staring at me boxes trying trying to think of something and <laughs> and so just just like Loom I looked up the, the ending to refresh my memory and it definitely ends abruptly like it, it ends where the two different the human I forgot the name so the two different species let's just say one's human are, are talking and basically they spend the last four minutes of the game talking about how the humans are going to come to that planet how they're going to meet up again and, and then it just kind of ends um, so it, I, I feel like that way actually be a nice game to see a sequel to, you know, see what humans... It's probably, you know, kind of a tired idea of what, what humans do with too much intelligence and power, blah, 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 but, you know, maybe not so much video games as movies, so it might be interesting to see, and I guess my point is is that it kind of set it up for for a sequel and then just didn't. Um, and I think there was rumours that they were going around with one, but but it never happened. Um, so, yeah, Dig, Dig would be something I'd, I'd like to see. Um, the first one was so... i love and hate that game like there's very few games i feel that way about like i I just love the story i love the art um i just hated the puzzles and and just certain things about the voice acting is a little dodgy sometimes um so yeah i'd like to see a sequel not not a remake but but a sequel on that one
0: yeah um and i guess do, do you have any others to throw in just before i get my last point
1: um I do I do um I'd like this is pure fantasy well I guess most most of this is um it would have been really cool to see um Lucas style whatever do Indiana Jones Raiders in Temple of Doom oh that's a good one thank you mate yeah I um the way you said ooh under the microphone was quite bassy and lovely um, it you know, would have been <laughs> I was thinking about indie. I'm like well you know that's not how indie works he doesn't do sequels like you can't do Fate of Atlantis. 2 you know it's always just this is indie and this adventure so then I thought well, well hell we got Crusade I love that game um, obviously the, the so why not why not do a, a Raiders and a, a Temple of Doom um, I think they'd both be amazing uh, I think i like Raiders maybe a little bit more they're kind of tied for me but I do think temple of doom would probably be the better video game just more
0: yeah cre- no, it you know. definitely feels a lot more game ish style right mm-hmm. thank
1: you Yeah, that's exactly what i was thinking um and then the other thing i got is um full throttle which i thought was interesting again just just doing a little bit of googling over the past few weeks or so uh heavy on the or um th- <laughs> there was there was actually two sequels they were working on and they both got scrapped um, oh no so like Yeah, so in the uh, in the mid '90s, um, and you can hear a lot of interviews with um, the creator of the original one, uh, Tim Tim Schafer, right? That's right. Um, where he basically, you know, realized that he needed to, to leave and start Double Fine because he heard they were working on Full Throttle 3, or sorry, 2. And he's like, well, that's my game. And, and then in his own head, he's like, well, I guess it's not. It's Lucas's game, so they can do that. Hmm, maybe I should start my own business. So anyway, um, you know, so he had mentioned they were working on one, and it kind of led me to be like, hmm, what, what ever happened to that? And it was supposed to be called, uh, let's say, Full Throttle payback was the title yeah. um and basically you know they were working on it it was doing pretty well and then they pulled a bunch of resources out of it to focus on the dig which i think was in a bit of trouble at the time it was taking too long um so a bunch of people left that project to help with the dig and, and never got back to it um and then in like 2002 or something they uh, they put together another one called Hell on Wheels, um, and that was going to be 3D, and it was supposed to they went as far, I mean, at least in a press release, they went as far as to say it was going to be on uh, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, Um, you know, console as well, in other words, Um, and that one just kind of withered out too, so, you know, based on the original game, can I say I I need a sequel? Hmm, I mean, the the first one, I I like it very much, it was a bit short, Uh, be nice, I don't necessarily need another one, but now that I know that there was, you know, at least two more actually in the works by Lucas Um, be kind of cool if somebody could pick up on on one of them stories and and carry on with it Um, so I got that one Um, I think the most important one I've got is Space Quest 6 Talk about leaving you on <laughs> with, with so many unanswered questions. And, and I, for one, you know, it's, it's not the most popular, you know, uh, opinion, but I actually really love Six. I know a lot of people don't. I, I love the whole series. It's not my favorite in the series, but I really like it. Mm. And, um, you know, it, it
0: I, I will admit to- as a person who did not really care for that game that it did a lot of things really well.
1: Right, right. It did, it did. And actually, just to throw this out there for anyone listening, it, 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 there's a really cool, accessible debug mode where you can jump around and have a lot of fun. There's a lot of um, just really cool Easter eggs, and um, you know, check out like SpaceQuest.net. There's like really, really cool things on that game, you know, that you can go and have fun with, like Gary Owens bloopers and, and things like this that didn't make it in the game. But um, but anyway, you know, that one leaves you on a complete, you know, cliffhanger with, with his, you know, the mother of his child, let's say, and what's going to happen between this new, flame that he met and and the woman that he already knows he's going to have a child with how's that all play out um and then as we spoke a little bit ago about the rights to things and and nowadays that's that's quite a complicated subject the two guys from Andromeda as I'm sure a lot of you know have kick-started successfully and been working on and are finally almost done with their new game called Space Venture um I'm gonna buy it I'm gonna play it and I'm sure I'm gonna love it yeah I'm looking forward to that yeah, me too. I really am. Yeah. These guys are hilarious. They've got you know this, the whole crew back together, the band back together, whatever. Um, but you know, had they had the rights, I think, and hope that they would have just made Space Quest 7, because, I, you know, I think they more than anyone knows what a cliffhanger we were all left on. And so I guess, you know, this game kind of embodies everything that, that bothers me about, about how mucked up the copyright laws are, um, you know, specifically over, over here, because it's it's just, oh, me. I'd, I'd just love to see 7. It's, it's so frustrating being left on like a 25-year cliffhanger and, and never getting answers. So. So there's Space Quest Six, and I think I'm done. Um, that's all I got. I, I put what? What I even put here? What I'm thinking? I put Willy Beamish Two, Willy hits puberty, um, <laughs> which I think is just a giant kind of ad for the Dare campaign. You know, where Willy's forced to, to make the right decision the whole time and 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 deal with new feelings.
0: So yeah, I didn't um, end on a strong note. I, I should also say as much as I have been spouting, because everything is about hypocrisy for me. I'm just one big walk-in contradiction of myself. Uh, As much as I can say that, you know, there's a statute of limitations and you shouldn't make sequels after certain things, but I do also support almost every fan creation. And therefore, I do feel, I just remembered this um, They. just released not too long ago Return of the Tentacle which is a fan made sequel to Day of the Tentacle right um, and it's I understand it's a fan made game so it's free so just go download it it's uh, I, I haven't played it all the way through I downloaded it I tried it, I turned it off for a bit uh, what I played was great I'm not saying that I turned it off and stormed away but uh, it's if you're a fan of Day of the Tentacle it's definitely worth looking into because it looks like it, it looks pretty slick so far
1: yeah, no, that's a really good point. I, I actually thought to mention that too and forgot to write it down. So, you know, the goldfish memory has failed me. But but yeah, definitely check that out. Second and third, what he said, it. I played just a little bit for what time allowed. And it was, it's really professionally done. And, um, uh, you know, actually one thing I add too, just, just stepping back to Space Quest 6, I'll keep this really short, is I heard that um, the, the brilliant, lovely hilarious and very talented josh mandel himself um was working on a space quest 7 sort of fan game um but it was uh, you know it got too much hype too many people were talking about it so Therefore, I worry oh. about it and shut it down. I know I was so sad to hear that because hearing a fan game get shut down, that's always a bummer. But hearing that, you know, Josh Mandel, you know, yeah. obviously, is, you know, uh, you know, done so much with Sierra, including working on, on Space Quest 6. I'll, I'll leave it there. I could go on and on with, with his work. But hearing that he was working on 7, I was so bummed out. Like, I wish I just never heard that. And I've done it to you a lot. Sorry. But um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You were kind of breaking up there anyway. So maybe some people didn't hear quite what you said.
1: Good, yeah, it kept it cryptic. Mm-hmm. You have to decode the message.
0: It, it took out a couple vowels here and there, so maybe people won't quite clue in. Um, but just on a f- finishing note here, I'm going to say that um, my last pick for sequels that I actually did really want and possibly needed, uh, again, statute of limitations, they, I don't really want them to do it now unless it's a fan sequel, like a fan-made game. Uh, I mentioned in our last episode about Dungeon Siege mods to update Ultima 5 and Ultima 6. I think Mm -hmm. if somebody did uh, something like uh, Dungeon Siege or Baldur's Gate or Neverwinter's Nights, you know, took one of those isometric RPGs, created a fan-made mod for it to have a third installment of the Dark Sun series, I think that really needed to be a trilogy. I think that's sort of one of the things that did end but kind of not in a satisfying way whether good or bad it was a sort of like this really felt like there should be one more and considering it's a game that you can import your character from the previous game before that and I feel that it really would have been great to have carried those characters on for another game so if somebody made like a fan-made sequel for Dark Sun and somehow designed it so they could rip the stats and um, characters from your previous game and then Allowed you to play something just slightly updated, not like totally modern, like something that would come out today, but something as a mod for something like Dungeon Siege, Baldur's Gate, or Neverwinter Nights. I think that would be just perfect. That, that would be something that I would fully support, especially if it's a fan creation made by fans of the Dark Sun series.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm gonna get right behind that with you. If any of you listening out there, you, you're you're looking for a direction in life, a motivation, go and do that mod yeah there
0: you go and and, you and you will and you will provide the electronic fight song music for it
1: exactly absolutely for free
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh well that concludes my list of things to talk about today how about you
1: uh, yes that, that also concludes mine I don't think I got nothing uh,
0: left to say no that's all me notes yeah awesome well um, thank you all for coming back to our show assuming that you did um as it turns out this is a special one hour plus episode i didn't know that going into it but there you go uh consider it a way to ring in the new year because we've had a few weeks off by now it man it feels like it's been a long time since the last time we recorded something but here we are a uh, bigger and better episode i'm not going to say we're going to keep it in this format but it's a new year let's uh let's give us this one
1: right go get stuck in traffic you'll enjoy it
0: <laughs> there you go continuity I like that.
1: (laughs) All right. Love you, mates. Uh, Don't do murder. I had to say it. Um, Of course. Stay safe out there. Happy New Year.